Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Cross Family Diner. My name is Omen Cross and I invite each and every one of you to pull up a chair, sit down and relax and prepare for today's heaping helping of crossing and waffles. Before we get into today's show, I'd like to introduce the chef for today's meal and every other without whom none of this would be possible. Your spiss and mine, Emma Cross, everybody. Hello everyone. So today's topic. Uh, picture looks so horrifying. At least that's what I've been told. Maybe it's too mean. But I don't think so. I think this message is one that a lot of people forget. I think it's one that gets lost inside everything that people do every day. And so I figure if I have to be a bit abrasive to get my point across, if that's what it takes to get people to listen and understand, then sorry, not sorry. So before we get started fully, because today's episode has a format, but there's a lot of things I want to talk about. Most of them are just things that surround events happening around us all now. So first, I want to give a shout out not just personally to a couple of people, but on behalf of everybody that's been aided since all these quarantines, self-isolations, lockdowns, and various other things started. The people out there doing the good work. Oh yeah, and there's people out there doing good work. It ain't everybody, but there's people out there doing good work. Um, as for us personally, I need to give a personal thank you to my Uncle Mike and my Aunt Patty. Uh, they did an amazing thing for me because of my personal situation and made it so that I'd have uh, some more gas in my car, some more food for us to eat, some more food for my cats to eat, and we really do appreciate yes, it. Yes, we do. Thank uh, you. This this show is unsponsored. There are no Patreons. There are no uh, sponsored videos. There are no at advertisements. Least, so At the moment, hopefully we will... I am not making a single red cent doing this. So for the people that made it so that I could eat some food before I started the show and be a little more comfortable to record this show, we really appreciate it. We do. Yes. And on behalf of all the people out there that are able to still go to food banks and drive straight up without getting out of the car and still get food for their families... And the bus drivers delivering school lunches yes, to kids Yes, on behalf of all the, the school employees that, even though the schools are closed, they're still going in, they're still cooking food, they're still transporting food around, they're still getting kids food that don't have it any other time. Uh, if nobody else is saying it, we'd like to say it. Thank you. We wouldn't survive as well as we do right here in this moment if it weren't for people like you. Yes, thank you. So... We always, we wanted to start there because today's episode isn't like some of the other ones. I'm not going to talk to you about uh, in-depth of government systems or in-depth of things that are sad and make me depressed. There may be a couple of things I talk about that aren't exactly the best of stories, but that's not what this episode is about. This is a thought exercise. Yeah, I'm going to start calling them thought waffles, these episodes. It's food you ingest with your mind. Things you take in to make your mind grow so that you yourself can better and move in your own direction. 
possibly reevaluate your life choices and so yeah uh now that, now that we've done our shout outs which is the most important right now because there's so many people in so many desperate situations that need help there aren't nearly as many people helping them as there are people that need help so to every person out there giving that help to whoever you're giving it to thank you yep whether you be a trucker a store shop oh yeah that's i as a military ex-military trucker myself um and and knowing a lot of truckers myself if the truckers weren't delivering the supplies to the stores at all not only would the shelves be empty they would stay empty and you would never get anything so to the truckers out there still pushing it still out there getting these supplies moving back and forth the world doesn't run without you right now so uh well it never runs without you but desperately right now so thanks to you as well. We here at, at uh, Crossing and Waffles salute you. And uh, we uh, thank you for your service in this desperate time. Yes. So now that we've done that, uh, let's talk about just, just aftershocks, things going on in the world of different kinds. Because, you know, not every listener to this program is the same. This podcast isn't meant for any one specific person or any specific type of person we talk about generally everything here so uh, for a little bit I just want to talk about how everything that that our panic and and stupid people have caused has led to uh, such a shift in the way life is because it's not just about whether or not we have to sit around the house it's about so many things that people of different kinds were so used to doing and, and being involved in that now just have stopped. And in, in some of these instances, people have, have postponed uh, major movies. They have uh, pushed back game releases. Uh, they have major. canceled major game expos that, that go on every single year. Um, a lot have, of things have been canceled, postponed, rescheduled. It's it's a crazy yep. world out there. And, and that that has had a major effect on everything. But despite all this, because some people know that we can't survive right now without something to do. So we, people here on YouTube, us creators, and on podcasts, we are here to entertain you. I <laughs> entertain. Well, I don't know how entertaining I am. I know uh, I'm sort of, how would that be put? A clown dancing for the sins of humanity. But other than that, um, I'm just here talking about what I see, what's going on, and what I know. With the people that choose to listen. Because I can't force anybody to listen. No, I can't force anybody will. to act. That's on you. We'd like you to listen. <laughs> I We'd appreciate like you to become the people our friend. who listen. I'm not angry at the people who listen because they're at least slightly more intelligent on average than the people who don't. And that can be proven in the fact that if you're listening to somebody giving you advice on things that can benefit you, you're doing better than somebody who listens to nothing but, uh, I don't know, uh, I don't trap? Know, I don't know what they watch these days. I don't know. I, don't, I haven't had TV in the longest time. I hear things about what's going on. I didn't see the last Game of Thrones a, a season, so I didn't have to be disappointed. I just got <laughs> to hear about everybody else's disappointment. 
Yes, that was devastating to hear it end the way it did. But why are you surprised? They had quit making money off of it. To people like that, money is everything. And they don't know how to live any other way. They don't know how to value the things they make or the people they work for or any of that because all they care about is their bottom line. It's unfortunate that people think this way and it's a shame because it puts it all in jeopardy. Yep. You know, personally, uh, as it comes to entertainment, uh, I have several things that I was interested in, am interested in, uh, involve myself in occasionally when I can. Um, I haven't had a, an actual system to play video games on properly in years. But if we did have a system, we'd be totally hyped for, what is it, Final Fantasy VII? Yes, it's remake and time. And Animal Crossing for the Switch? Well, you'd be on Animal Crossing. I wouldn't. The whole reason is, apparently, from what I heard, there's only one island per console. So I wouldn't be allowed to interrupt your island. Oh, no, I would, no. <laughs> no. You'd kill me for that. You No. <laughs> so that would be your thing. But for me, a game that I played when it was new on four discs on the PlayStation 1 is the one of the touted best RPGs that has ever been made, period, ever, according to nerds that have existed for decades, uh, is being remade, remastered, uh, reset up with, with uh, more up-to-date battle systems and re-released to us. And I, all new graphics. Yeah, I finally get to see the characters not looking like uh, blocks with eyes and, and weird <laughs> spiky hair. Blocks with eyes. Can you imagine how beautiful Sephiroth will be in high definition? I can only imagine. I because mean, Sephiroth was the only came the character in that game that managed to look good. <laughs> While still looking like a block with eyes. Even though it's a dude. I know. <laughs> and so that's how you know that when they put that into high definition like they did in the movie that they made a while back. Advent Children. Oh my gosh. When they bring that Sephiroth And it looks us, like they kept the character models for Advent Children. Well, I wouldn't be surprised if they kept most of the voice actors, character designers. I don't know. Everybody that worked on that in terms of graphic designers if because they did, it's good be awesome. to bring in all that technology and experience. It would make the game experience better. And I hope that unlike most games that get released nowadays, this game... I'll put it this way, if you can make it through Midgar, which is basically the first disc in the old game out of four, if you can make it that far before you hit a glitch so bad that it ruins the game, and you can at least see the first few hours and, and enjoy it until you get an update, I'll be happy for you. I won't be able to play myself, but that's how I'd feel about it. If I can get at least the first good serious few hours of gameplay and some grind time and a few good laughs out of it before it fucks up then i'll be happy to sit and wait on an update for the rest because i know it'll be worth it of course but if you upload it and by the time you get past the first battle it's already starting to screw up and the battles don't work right then you're going to be disappointed because we're all sitting around right now itching for something to do. If it plays like the demo did, it should be just fine. I we, hope so. We watched a few. Anybody can make a demo good. They've made demos good for That's a long true. time, that, and that, that didn't so always mean true. the games were good. But yeah, they can, you know, make it as good as the demo or, you know, But I'm excited for the people that get to play this game because I remember playing it when it was new myself. I remember fighting with my old crappy 
worn out PlayStation trying to get the discs to switch without causing me issues. I remember all the chaos of that game and I also remember that it takes forever to finish that game all the way. You could beat it. You could beat it in a good, I don't know, 20 hours of play, maybe 30. But who knows, they probably add extra, who knows. You have no idea just how much is already there that you have to do. I mean, they And if they added more, then that game has so much potential content in it that it's staggering. So that's the kind of game that if it's made right and it comes out, it might actually be worth the price of admission. As somebody who played the original Final Fantasy VII when it was released, if they make this right, this game will be worth the price of admission. And you just might get it either while all this is going on. And if you do get it while you're while this is all going on, you should let us know. Send us like yeah, footage you, or especially something. if you're like a, a YouTuber that does like pl game playthroughs. If you're playing this, I'm interested because I don't get to play it. Yeah, you can email us at crossingandwaffles at gmail.com. Hell yeah, send me an email. I will watch that stream. Just don't suck at the game because I will let you know. As somebody who's played a lot of 7 myself, if you think that, that I'm going <coughs> to sit there and accept you not leveling yourself, not mastering your materia, and call you a real Final Fantasy VII <coughs> player, it's not going to happen. So... That, that's a good example of the games market. Musically, almost everything's been pushed back. All the tours were basically shoved back or canceled or going to be rescheduled once we figure out when we can. Uh, most of the major album releases, same thing. Pushed back, rescheduled. Uh, a few artists are still putting some stuff out. The ones that were close Ooh. to put... I just saw that there was a couple videos and other things that were being released by artists at this point still. Not much. There's still a few of them that are out there. Because, I mean, when you're talking about entertainment, you even still got Stephen Colbert recording from home. Oh, that's true. Way to go, Stephen Colbert. You know? There's some entertainers out there, not just for the sake of money, but because they realize that we're all stuck inside right now, and if we don't laugh, cry, experience emotions other than panic, then we're never going to know anything other than panic. Well, so good we also got the entertainers that are still out there, the ones that are still grinding at it. You know, there's, there's, uh, there's your YouTubers, you know, YouTube's you got all these strong. YouTubers that most of them were recording at home to begin with. So it ain't nothing new. Really. Some of them were recording in studio and, and started out at home and now they got to go back home. Because they can't go to the studio no more. And so it's changing everything we do, but there's still so many people out there that are putting out various forms of content and giving people something to ingest other than more fear and panic. So it's good that people are doing these things. I mean, even professional wrestling, and I know... As soon as I say that, there's going to be at least a portion of my listeners. Oh, he's not going to talk about wrestling. Yes, just for a minute here or two, I'm going to talk about wrestling. Wrestling. Now, wrestling isn't for everybody. People, some, a lot of people don't like it. I and wasn't some a people, fan until I met him. <laughs> Most people don't like it until they found a reason to like it. And you won't find a reason to like wrestling until you've watched it for a while. 
because you have to know somebody that knows wrestling well enough to show you things that are worth watching. Your average episode of wrestling television is... Is not the same. Kind of garbage. Some of the episodes they put out are good. Some of them aren't. But some, every once in a while, inside a story, every side, inside a, a feud, inside something that goes on, you'll find just a gem, something that, that makes you want to see what happens next. And you say to your, oh, wrestling's fake. And I'd respond to you that I have done it myself before. It is predetermined. There are storylines involved, but so is every movie you've ever seen, so is every game you've ever played, so is every soap opera you've ever watched. Everything's predetermined. But it's all about the suspension if you didn't, of disbelief. You didn't, you didn't go to a football game expecting to see baseball, did you? No, you went to a football game. You don't go to a, sh a wrestling show expecting to see real MMA, do you? No, it's a wrestling show. Good point. So, I don't really have much to say to the people who chastise anybody for watching. Oh, that's stupid. Oh, you shouldn't watch that. Well, then tell your mom to cut out every soap opera she watches now that she's locked in the house. Tell her while the kids are whining in the afternoon, no more young and the restless, none of that. Young and the Restless. <laughs> oh my gosh. My mom used to torture me with that show. Just because I disliked it didn't mean she didn't enjoy it. I like soap operas. I used to want to stay home just to sit and watch my soaps with my Nana. My ex-wife used to watch uh, Spanish soap operas that were all in Spanish. And I couldn't, I couldn't listen to it for five minutes without about half catching a headache. Because you got to understand that when people really speak Spanish it, it, and you don't speak Spanish to you it sounds like a machine gun and the way that they speak on the soap opera super fast and it's hard to even catch half of what they're talking about well that's nice so I, I'm gonna go watch I'd rather go watch Port I've, Charles. I've seen different different <laughs> kinds of soap operas American soap operas and British soap operas and, and but you were talking about wrestling yes distracted but you. the soap opera that I enjoy most is the one where people at least try to make it look like they hit each other in the face for being angry at one another. Because we live in a world now where you can get socially angry about everything, but nobody can be hit in the face anymore. So wrestling should be the favored and perfect sport for every whiny millennial that's out there. Oh my god. Because it doesn't involve any actual hitting. Oh my god, they didn't hit anybody. That's beautiful. Oh my god, no. <laughs> now you're just going into the realm of absurdity. <laughs> you know, I don't understand why people hate wrestling. It's because there's a lot of weird shit that goes on in wrestling Probably. sometimes. There's stuff in storylines that'll just make you want to get sick every once in a while. But, uh... And there's been some gems in the bad area, but there's also been gems in the good area. But now that everybody's quarantined, they had to cancel their biggest show of the year. You're talking about the owner, the, the corporation, the actual business lost millions of dollars in the ticket fees and all the shows that went on that weekend and all the 
the city lost all that business from all those people that were supposed to come in. You're talking about tens of thousands of people that were supposed to migrate into a city to to rent hotel rooms and buy food. And well, the so whole that city, got that city lost millions of dollars overall because this was lost. And it's something that's happened every year since the 80s. Nothing's ever stopped it until now. That just proves how crazy times are now. Yep. But they're still trying to push through. Now they're doing it in front of nobody. Which, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it looks ridiculous. Ridiculous. You know, because sometimes, uh, with certain wrestlers, it's more about the character and the fans and the way they feel about the character than it is the actual match. With other people, it's more about the match and how good they are in the ring. The people that are good in the ring should be wrestling more during this time so people can see how good they are in the ring and let that be focused on. But everything that you would think that you might want to add in some fans, hear somebody cheer or boo to really make an impact on it, you should probably try to dial that back until after this is over. Oh my goodness. I mean, because I'm sure they could work a way around it, like how AEW d did it, at least on their show on Dynamite. Well, I mean, last Wednesday was pretty good. I'm not going to lie. The, the, the whole uh, bringing in brand new people, brand new storylines, brand new feuds during a time where everybody needs like, something they new to the, watch. The heels and the faces on uh, opposite sides of the ring to cheer and boo and... No. It's true, like like the sounds of somebody cheering and booing yeah, semi-legitimately does add ambiance to the match. Having no, no sound at all, you forget where the high and low points are in the match because wrestling as an art it's form... It's an experience. Yeah, wrestling as an art form, when you're trained in this, you actually learn how to get the fans involved in the show so that they want to be there. The same reason why a good actor on stage, on Broadway, knows how to get the people that are watching the play invested in what's going on in the play. Yeah, even if you don't do what AEW did and had like Raw, did, uh, no, it was SmackDown, had Triple H on there and as commentator, that was good. Oh, Triple H is one of my heroes. He's, he, he has accomplished so much over the I course guess... of his life. But, but... He, uh, his commentary, it's hilarious because Triple H as a character has buried everybody throughout his whole career. So Triple H, the commentator, repeatedly buries people on commentary, including the other commentators. It was brilliant. Because that's just what Triple H has done for decades in character. And that kind of consistency... That kind of thing is a thing that, that most movies can't even pull off right. Most companies can't even make three movies and keep them consistent. Triple H has been the most consistent asshole on television for like 20 years. That is impressive. <laughs> so, it's funny because it's entertaining. And that's what wrestling is now. It's not... Ever since the World Wildlife Federation took the letters WWF from the corporation, <laughs> it has been entertainment. <coughs> they told you that in the name. And so you were supposed to be, are you not entertained? 
I, I don't know. I think they're coming up with creative ways during this pandemic. I was into it recently, up until about a month ago. Because uh, for those of you who don't watch wrestling, or for those of you who do, it doesn't matter either way. I'm a fiend, Mark. Um, I, I love the idea. I love the way it started. I hate what they did with it. I hate what they are doing with it. And I think they are ruining it. And I think this is one of the things that um, is a reason why, you know, some even some of their own wrestlers are saying um, this show should be postponed, the big one. We should keep doing our video recordings and whatever to, to put out to people that they have content and push back the big show until there can be fans again. And I agree with them for reasons like this. Because I'm a fiend, Mark. And the fiend's gimmick revolves around how much people love him. It, it, it revolves around, uh, what is it, a few thousand or tens of thousands of people screaming, all at the same time. It's that energy that makes WrestleMania special. It's tens of thousands of people from all over the world that all share the same interest coming together in one place and screaming at the top of their lungs because they all either love or hate the same thing. That energy is what makes WrestleMania special. And to try and do that show in front of nobody, what are you going to do? Fake the crowd reaction? I don't know. <laughs> We're going to have canned laughter. We're going to have canned screaming. We're going to have... I mean, if they do that, then... Uh, those involved in this will finally get their wish as on what's scheduled for day two's main event. Um, there will actually be cheering in the crowd in the match between Goldberg and Roman Reigns because uh, to the rest of my people that watch wrestling, I don't know if you know, but um, they're about to put Roman right back into that spot he was in before his leukemia got bad again where he can't walk down the street without being booed. Because I don't hate the person, but I will boo the Roman Reigns character until the end of time for the way that they did this to the Fiend and had Goldberg just come back and beat him in Saudi Arabia so that they could Saudi then... Arabia is not canon. <laughs> it is when you're the universal champion because of no, it. No, it's not canon. <laughs> no. But he goes to Saudi Arabia, he loses to Goldberg, now Goldberg can lose to Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. This sucks. Like, it sucks when you know the ending to a main event long before it happens. And even if they just at the last minute changed it and let Goldberg win, I wouldn't be impressed by that either. Because they, they've about half destroyed The Fiend's character, which was one of the best things going on in wrestling this year. And for a while. True, true. Just so that we could coronate Roman Reigns for like the third time. But he's Roman. I don't care. And that's the problem. If that's your main event, people are supposed to care. But some people do care about Roman. Yeah, whiny Roman marks. <laughs> I'm sure those are also Superman fans. Because he uses Superman. the Superman punch. Fuck Superman, he's a bitch. <laughs> and I mean, him and Goldberg both use the spear, so I guess the, the only difference in the match is it's Jackhammer versus Superman punch, because they both use a spear. 
I don't. The only difference is Goldberg just spears you. He stands in the corner and just spears you. And Roman Reigns has to stop and get nobody in the crowd to go ooh ah with him. I wonder how many times Roman Reigns going to stop and ooh ah with no crowd. Oh my god, that's going to be ridiculous. Also. <laughs> If, if you ever oh want me goodness. to stop doing anything but booing Roman Reigns, please make that man stop hitting a punch pad every time he comes out to the ring. It looks ridiculous, and we can all see it. I'm going to cry. <laughs> this is ridiculous. And when this is your main event, an old guy that you just brought back for the money, and a guy you won't stop pushing, the only sound the actual crowd would be making is... Do something else. So for this match, no crowd might be beneficial. Oh, but I'm gonna tell you, the Undertaker coming back this year—that's been soured by the fact that there's no crowd, and because they picked Biker Undertaker for this, and now the bike doesn't fit through the door. That's a shame. Now Biker Undertaker has no bike, so he's just, I guess, shirtless Undertaker. Coatless he's, Undertaker. He's, hatless Undertaker. He's still the Undertaker, though. Well, the, the gimmick is the American badass, but without the bike, without the entrance, and without the crowd reacting to all the fists throwing up in the air and all that stuff that the Undertaker does, we could it's do just it. not the same. Like, when the Undertaker does old school and everybody cheers for it and everybody takes that moment and baits their breath and waits for him to jump down on the guy. Like, that doesn't happen without the crowd. That ambiance is gone, and for certain wrestlers, that will really fuck their gimmick up. They'll they'll have to figure something out. I don't know. This would be a time to focus more on the guys, the athletic guys that that you haven't been pushing as much. Put some new storylines in there and get it moving, because you could actually uh, benefit people in terms of the entertainment content you could put out. But that's not on me. That's on those businesses and the people involved in them. We're just gonna have to wait and see. You yep. won't know until it airs. Yep. And and now that we've discussed varying forms of entertainment, movies, games, uh, wrestling, um, I'm going to tell you a story. Because the title of this episode is Money Isn't Everything. And I need to give you a personal example so that you can understand what I mean. Because... As you've heard us talking about some during this episode, there's a lot of businesses, people, organizations that are out there providing help even though they don't have to. There's also people out there marking up supplies that we need and, and, and screwing people around and businesses jacking up their transportation costs and all this during emergency situations. And that's all bull. Yes, absolutely. You know, there's two kinds of people in the world. A person that when presented with a situation finds a way to solve it and a person that when presented with a situation finds a way to say no i don't even think it's necessarily saying no it's just or putting limiters on it that makes no kind of an eventuality well it's putting money above the welfare of people yeah. or beings it's, or it's thinking about money things. thinking about profit before you think about people and their needs and what helps people to be happy and survive happily rather than just survive so uh, a personal story of, of a choice that I made once. Yes, this happened years ago. Well, it's been a, at least uh, a couple of yeah, years. Yeah, been yeah. about, yeah. So, Still years. I mean, anyway, we went to an organization. I'm not going to speak its name because I'm not out here to, to defame anybody or insult anybody individually. 
Um, I went to an organization because I am a veteran of the United States military. Uh, because I am a homeless veteran of the United States military, I went to this organization because they specialize in getting veterans into housing so that they can get on their feet, get back on their feet, move forward with their lives. Um, I went to them, had the meetings, explained my situation, provided paperwork, got involved with a counselor, all these things. We're taking um, the necessary steps. And then as I was in the process of being explained not just everything that this program was going to give me, but what its limitations were, I had to make a choice. Um, and other people, I think, from what I hear, would have made the other choice, and I can't imagine that. Hopefully some of you would have made the choice we did, as hard as it may be. That's individual. But, but I'll tell you the story first, and you can decide for yourself. So... We'd been living in the car. We get into the Denver area. They tell me they have programs for veterans because I went to the VA and did all that. And they said, well, we got this program on the side of us that specifically puts veterans into housing. Okay, great. Go over there, fill out the paperwork, have the meetings. They tell me to start looking into apartments. I start doing that, looking online, making calls every once in a while, seeing what the standards are, the stipulations, blah, 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 because they've got limits on amounts that they'll pay for different things. And, and that's whatever. I'm trying my best to, to be a part of their situation. And then they call me in one day and they explain to me the way that the process is going to work in whole. And as they were explaining it, they informed me of a hole in their system that basically made it impossible for me to accept it. Nearly impossible. There were... There was a way to say yes. But in our situation, a way to say yes might have cost something else way more than I think that's fair to give. The price we were not willing to pay. So I go into the office and they tell me, we'll give you up to this much each month for rent. You need to find a place that's within this range. Um, that's no problem. They explain, try to look for a place where the utilities are paid for because this amount only covers so much and if you put it all into rent, then you have nothing for utilities. You can't pay your electric bill, you can't pay your phone bills, you can't pay anything else. Uh, that I'm okay with. It's called planning your bills. It's n not that difficult when you actually it's think. It's called adulting. Well, I mean, I'm also good at math, so when you give me numbers, I don't just freak out and run into the room and shut the door. Um, but in this particular scenario, I had no employment at the time. I had no source of income other than occasionally standing on a corner with a sign to make money at, at the kindness of someone else's hand. And so I couldn't guarantee anything and I couldn't make any real serious amount of money. And as they were telling me all these things, they said, no matter what, in this amount that we're giving you, it cannot go to any sort of pet deposit, pet rent, pet fees, or anything related to pets of any kind. Now, when faced with this, I know that I live in a car with two cats. Two cats that I adopted, that you adopted, that we adopted. Now, whether you're homeless or not, 
your pet is important least, to you. Yeah, at least or it should our, be. And if it's not, and you own a pet, you probably shouldn't. You know, especially for homeless people, that is a source of comfort that they don't usually have. Yeah, nowadays, a lot of people call it emotional support animal. I don't have a vest to put on my cats, and I wouldn't want to put a vest on them anyway because they hate clothes. But, um, you know, even to get that paperwork, you still got to go through counseling and pay these fees for money that we didn't have. Right. And to a real pet owner, pets are family. Pets are members of the family that you've adopted in. No different than, than if you adopted a child that wasn't yours initially. It's because you wanted them to become a part of your family. So to most pet owners, their pets are like children to them or the closest friend they've ever had. So basically this business, and I, I told them in advance that I had pets in the car with me. Basically what this business was saying to me is we will give you a house or an apartment and we will pay all the bills up to this amount for so many months if you will abandon your pets. And in literally that moment when I heard it, I told her to stop. I said, don't, don't print out another piece of paperwork because I'm not signing them. And she says, what do you mean? I said, no offense to you. I know you're just trying to help me. But if your business model for this is built in such a way where my life as a veteran matters, but the lives of my animals don't matter, then I don't need your help. Thank you. And I left. We haven't been back since. Nope. I haven't even attempted because every place does this now. They want to put limiters on people and say, well, you're qualified, but you're not. You're good enough to receive aid, but you're not. You're good enough to live in a house. You need to stay on the street. And stuff like that is wrong. No, because we are one of the wealthiest nations. We should not be treating our people like this. You know, we we can do this. People should not be going hungry in the streets. No. Kids should not be starving. Nobody should be going through this. And that's why I thought this would be a good day for this episode. Because while everybody's locked up, if, if there's a handful of people that listen to this, or if they share it with other people and they listen to it, or if more people get into listening to it, I don't care. I'd love everybody to listen to this. And I don't care who's offended by it. I don't care who's inspired by it. You need to hear it from uh, somebody. I'd, I'd prefer you be inspired by it and do something to make a difference. Because... Because you need to hear it. Because we as people, over the most part, I won't say everybody, but we as people recently up until all this started getting real nuts, we were that way overall. We were all interested in the bottom line. We all only worried about how much money we had in the bank. That was the defining factor of what made you good or bad. And we let ourselves be that way because that was just habit that's the way the world is but guess what the world ain't like it was no more we had a virus but that meant, doesn't mean we can't have an outbreak of intelligence ain't that, the that doesn't mean we can't have an outbreak of change after this is over there's still going to be people left there's still going to be life left to live and we can change it we can make it better we can stop being the person holding the other guy down to make an extra buck and the person building the other guy up for the day when he needs to take a, a higher role in his own life. It's time to stop tearing each other down. It's time 
for us to stop focusing on just the pain in our own lives and the lives of those people we know the closest. We got to start opening our minds and thinking a little further out than that. The amount of money in your bank account is not the sum of your existence. I don't want to bust any quotes during the stream and, and end up accidentally getting myself sued by somebody else for stealing a quotes. Hey, I made my own. <laughs> I don't want to say things like, it's not about the money. Oh, my voice is dry. Because if I'd have said that, if that would have been the title, I'd probably be sued for basically the movie version of gimmick infringement. <laughs> and I don't want to steal on somebody else's gimmick. I want to invent my own space. A space inhabited by somebody that's intelligent. A space inhabited by somebody who doesn't panic over every stupid little thing. And a space inhabited by somebody that recognizes that not just me, but lots of other people out there need help. And there's actually some people out there trying to help them. Because that person is worthy of my respect. And whether or not anybody else respects me, I ought to at least be worthy of my own respect. And so, I thought today was a good day for this. Maybe a good day for each of you to go look in the mirror and figure out how you earn your own respect. How you earn your own respect, not just today, not just tomorrow, but the day this ends and every day past that. Because that's what's important. It don't matter if the whole world likes you or they hate you. Because more people hate me than like me. And I still manage. So if I can do it, you can do it. We all can do it. We can work together if we try. We can fight as a unit if we try. All things are accomplishable with the right amount of effort. And so I'd like to leave you with that thought as you finish today's meal. Thank you for joining us. And good luck crossing the spaces between. I have a feeling some of you are gonna need it.